What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, just recently, Gen Con happened, and unfortunately, I did not get to go. But my co-host over here, Brent, did. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Because I'm curious. I want to know what everything was. I want to know what there was, how it was, all of it. So, uh, yeah, Brent, uh, you haven't been doing much hobby, but you've been at Gen Con. What's up? I mean, Gen Con is hobby. It counts. It counts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is my third year at Gen Con. I am led to believe this is the 55th year of Gen Con. Gen Con wow. is a giant convention that has board games and card games and RPGs, and it has mini games, and there was a monster truck there, and there was a giant inflatable mech, and there was there was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So... Um, where to begin? Okay, there were 50,000 people there, 50,000 goobers, definite goobers, in the good way. Yeah. I was going to say mostly, but no, I think, I think entirely in the good way. Um, okay. This is well, this good. is a place where it's like <laughs> our people. And um, yeah. yeah, Gen Con, at least recently, has been held in Indianapolis. The name refers to Geneva, Wisconsin, where, uh, I don't know, something about Gary Gygax. Like um, where he was from, or where he lived. Yeah. In a house or whatever. Yeah. So the, kind of the full name of Gen Con is the Geneva Convention, which mm. is, we don't think about that too thing. much, do we? No. Depends on uh, what kind of things you're up to. Right. Right, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this convention, 50,000 people, I think before COVID, it was up to like 70,000 or 80,000 or something. Wow. But uh, don't worry, 50,000 is still a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did do uh, mandatory masks inside the convention halls. They did do uh, a vaccine check, and everybody got little yellow wristbands. And mm -hmm. the, the people at the doors were actually checking for that stuff, so that was good. Um, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but uh, it's <laughs> <Yeah>, certainly <you> know. <laughs> better than the airlines I sat on in order to get there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most everywhere is, is pretty open these days. Um, which is a weird change. I mean, you know, even when we went to Adepticon, it was still, even the airlines were requiring everything and they were. So, yeah. Well, I guess Adepticon wasn't. You didn't yeah, have to. Yeah, Adepticon, did you? you did have to do a vaccine check, but masks were mandatory, which meant uh, most people weren't most of the time. But Right, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're not mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was like weird i feel like i feel a little bit better about it now i mean of course ironically speaking like i went to disneyland and also got covid sure <laughs> so you know <laughs> i don't know yeah. it, it was just one of those things like voluntarily going to an event that has fifty thousand nerds from all over all in the same place yeah sure. i feel a little better about that decision knowing that uh, everybody did have to have a va vaccine check and and be masked but mm -hmm. anyway 
Uh, I've still gone three years without getting a cold. We'll see when that streak ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, almost, uh, I'm trying to figure out where, where to begin here. Okay, so. Yeah, okay, so you flew in. Yeah. You got to, you got to the convention. You didn't have to wait in line, because pro tip, you got your badge mailed to you. Yes. And I got there just a little bit late, which meant that the vaccine line or the vaccine check line was moving right. very fast. That's good. Yeah. So sometimes there, there are so many people there that sometimes the line, especially like the line to pick up tickets, the line to pick up your badge, if you do will call, can be very slow unless mm -hmm. you hit it at the right time. So anyway, pro tip, if you ever go to Gen Con, pay the extra $10, get your convention badge mailed to you instead of picking it up there, and you may save yourself like three hours in a very long line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that, and then I didn't go. Yeah. Well, you got your little little <laughs> memento for later. I still haven't picked it up. They the post office, you know, put a little note on my door that's like, "Oh, well, you weren't home even though I was." I don't know who was delivering it, whatever. They didn't bother to try. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's at the post office, so I just haven't yeah. gone. You, I probably won't. <laughs> you can't fool me, mailman. I am always home. <laughs> it's literally that's that's the thing. Like you are a liar, sir. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah I'm on you did not you. ring my doorbell <laughs> that's happened like multiple times too with like dumb things it's like it's certified mail i have to like sign for it or something and it's like i am home like i guarantee it and then they're just like no no you weren't it's like yeah, okay whatever you know i don't know i think they just assume or they don't want to yeah whatever but yeah i did get mine mailed so Okay. That would have been good. Well, well good. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A couple months ago, we talked about Adepticon, which is a convention of like 5,000 nerds, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's not in, too many. That's in Chicago, and it is very much focused on minis and mini war games, that sort of thing. <laughs> Gen Con is 50,000 people, and the difference is noticeable. It's very, <laughs> can, very noticeable. Can imagine. Yeah. So well, you said 55 years? That's insane. And for many of those years, it grows and grows and grows and grows. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it is a very large convention center, the Indianapolis Convention Center. It is connected to the Lu Lucas Oil Stadium, which is just a giant sports arena. Um, one of the Super Bowls was held there. And anyway, the... The field of this giant sports arena is just an overflow area for, for gamers to play board games and to play Magic. Man, like, that isn't so insane. I I was kind of <laughs> challenging myself to bring a couple cameras and, and try to capture the scale of this, the, the scale of all these nerds in one place. And I got some, some great pictures of me just sitting in the stands of this giant sports arena <laughs> taking taking pictures and yeah the field is covered in all the normal fold-up tables circular tables big rectangular tables mm -hmm. there's just nerds all over this sports field playing games and it was great it was great yeah yeah um i myself went down to that field i played some flux 
I played some Relic Blade with uh, mm. my pal from Sugar Candy Miniatures. And uh, yeah, but but again, that was just the annex, like one of the f overflow areas for <laughs> this convention. The overflow area, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it's almost hard to say what the center of the convention are is. There's there's several very large halls. Um, one of them is more for gaming. One of them is more of the vendor area. And earlier today, I was I was looking at the program and trying to count up all of the names of the different vendor booths. I think it's six hundred different vendor booths. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some of those are selling used Magic the Gathering cards. Some of them are selling cosplay props. You've got old board games, new board games. Uh, Warhammer had a, had a stall. Uh, Mantic. Uh, Piezo. Weird. Catalyst. Uh, Infinity. I don't, I don't know. Just, just all of, all of the <laughs> names you've heard. But then the interesting thing is that a lot of companies you haven't heard of are also there. Right. And in a lot of ways, that is the best part. So mm -hmm. I've been kind of putting the, the footage I've gotten together. And I think like a possible title for a video, if I make one, is going to be the iceberg of tabletop gaming. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you go to your local game store they have limited shelf space. They are making tough decisions about what they can keep and what they can't keep. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, you're going to find Catan there. You're going to find Munchkin. But eventually you go down the list and you just, you're not going to find a lot of stuff. You're not going to find 90% of all of the popular games that are out there. Yeah, yeah. But at Gen Con, everything's there. Everything. You know, mm -hmm. except Relic Blade. Those, those old boys weren't <laughs> yeah, there. Except, except Relic except Blade. Except Relic Blade. Like, come on, guys. I'm going to call come you guys now. out by name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is going on, Malev? Sean yeah. Sutter and Malev. <laughs> Sean Sucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, not there. <laughs> That's all right. No, I, I had some things I was going to buy. I, I had, like, a, I wanted to get some more Lone Guard miniatures. And I'm walking yeah. around, I'm not seeing them, I'm not seeing them. And I'm pretty sure they weren't there. Like, it's big enough, I and mean, the vendor yeah, hall is big enough that them. after <laughs> days of wandering around, I'm still not entirely sure that they weren't there. <laughs> right. That's that's so insane. I mean, like, okay, I, I mean, I've been to, to concerts with, like, 90,000 people. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I, I get the scale. But, yeah, like... uh in an enclosed area i mean that was like outside right mm -hmm. in a big park mm -hmm. okay so it does it's a lot of people but not at the same time it's like going to disneyland going to a theme park or whatever it's a lot of people yeah um so you don't really think about it so much but like in an enclosed space for sure, sure. it starts to really become packed i i wouldn't be surprised honestly if they were there and you just never saw them <laughs> I mean, you, we'd probably ask him. If we, could probably, were. we would probably talk to him. We'd probably talk to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might want to ask. Yeah. Oh. But um, it, it is definitely more spread out than a concert or a sporting event. Giant convention hall, but also all of the 
hotels nearby like all of them have kind of convention spaces and and halls Mm -hmm. for rent and and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing and yeah so so kind of in the in the periphery rooms like the hotels a couple of sky bridges away they have you know all the little rooms of people playing D &D one shots and home brews and you know the star wars rpgs and you got your pathfinder your starfinder all that stuff, mm-hmm. all the RPGs are, are spread out a little bit farther. But then as you get closer to the core, you got all the mini painting events. There was like Warhammer, uh, the laser tag was there. Oh, sure. There was uh, this this card holla thing, which is uh, people spend three days taking old commons from a bunch of trading card games, making these giant card towers. And then for charity on Saturday night, uh, people chuck quarters at the card towers, and then right. the quarters are all gathered up and and you know help to feed children in the Indianapolis area. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much stuff going on. Um, but I think the the biggest takeaway, like the coolest thing, is all of the games that you can discover there that you're not going to see at your local store that honestly YouTubers do not cover. Yeah. That, you know, if, if you're going out and looking for oh, like random lists on blogs or something of like 25 games you should play, like yeah, maybe yeah. some of them are on those lists, but nobody mm-hmm. reads those blogs. So uh, you're never <laughs> going to find them. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. But you go into into these halls and just wander around and you see stuff. Like I, um, not in the vendor hall, but in one of the gaming halls, wander around and there's just this this Kings of War table that if, if it were Warhammer points, it would be at least 10,000 points, prob- probably a fair bit Large. more actually. Yeah, probably like 30,000. I would actually out yeah, quite a lot, yeah. 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 4,000 yeah. per table times what eight or nine tables time fair ten bit. tables yeah. yeah yeah so 40 50 thousand points worth ish yeah it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot yeah but there's there's always these giant setups i mean the the gaming hall is walking around through this giant hall and there's a magic tournament and there's x-wing and star wars legion and all this stuff and then just at the end of the hall, there's just a monster truck sitting there. Like, oh, oh, there's a monster truck in this room. Like, just, that's okay. a little weird. All What's right. the deal with the monster truck? Because that seems like out of place, weirdly. Like, they're just like, Lucas Oil Stadium, we have monster trucks. I guess this one just, we could park it here for fun. Well, there was a board game that they were pushing, I don't know, Monster Truck Madness or something. Okay. And yeah, I was, I was just wandering around through this hall and you know from time to time people are like hey how you doing you want to you want to try this game and mm-hmm. depending on the mood sometimes yes sometimes uh i say like oh i'll be back later but i i purposely avoid them in the later. future yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which you can do and they've already forgotten cuz right. it's so large <laughs> right 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 they know the game it's all a game oh for sure yeah. but yeah w- one of these was like hey do you want to play this monster truck game I'm like eh, not mm-hmm. not right now i'm busy busy and yeah, busy. Wasn't, I wasn't that busy. I was just kind of wandering around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like keep walking another 20 or 30 feet 
And then I just almost walk into this freaking monster truck. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. And I turn just back the to the guy. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're trying real hard this year. They're like, look, we're going to make sure that people stop at our booth. Mm-hmm. You know, I the funny thing is, like, I feel like if I actually sit down and demo a game, if I like it even a little bit, the fact that I now kind of know how to play is such a huge motivating factor into buying that game. Mm-hmm. Like, because then I don't have to do some of the work to like start from scratch to learn how to do something. It's like, oh, I've I've kind of done this. Like, I can get I can pick up the rest, right? Yes. Um. So yeah, like demos are pretty important. I think that's and they know that, right? That's that's the whole shtick, right? Getting people to do demos is gonna get them to buy games. And I'm definitely just one of those people that, like, oh, it's fifty bucks. Like, well, now that I kind of know how to play it, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's do it. Like that's that's what I do. That's that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you and I played Conquest: The Last Argument of Kings when we were together at Adepticon, and that was yeah. fun. It was fun. Well, me all alone, or actually with three strangers uh, that I met for the first time, but this seems like pretty chill people. I played <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Conquest First Blood Second Edition. Yeah, which I'm pretty excited about. I've been seeing some of their. I'm part of. I'm on their Discord, so I keep seeing all their updates and stuff. So yeah, it yeah. looks pretty sweet. Yeah, but you got to play. I did. It was pretty brief. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna give you some big brain secrets here. So mm. yeah, some real pro tips. Pro tips, big brains. All right. Okay. Hit me. So, so first off, that booth actually was busy the entire time. Like Conquest mm-hmm. was running a lot of demos. Good. And partially Good that was because of an excellent use of the coupon book, which we're going to talk about. Ah, coupon book. Coupon book. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, Conquest. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that's going places. Just just from hearing so. people talk. Mm-hmm. One of the fun things about conventions is you you kind of get the vibe. You get the vibe of the the, the community. It's a little bit of a census. Uh, you got kind of a quorum mm-hmm. there of people talking about what's up and coming, what's big, what people are are talking about. And conquest is one of them. Also, mm-hmm. one page rules. I don't, you know, one page rules yeah. wasn't there, but people were talking about it. So. Mm-hmm. I, I've mm-hmm. been hearing about one page rules a lot more lately, which is interesting. It's, it's been like within the last couple months or so. Yeah. So I'm curious to see like how far they're going to take their, the thing that they built essentially. And you know, how far they're going to go. Cause like, I would love to have, yeah, like physical models, physical rule books, all the stuff from them because a lot of people really like what they have. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So we'll see. We'll yep. see. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I got to play that game and didn't get too far game. into it because I, I went at the very end of the convention. Mm-hmm. Partially because that's when I could get a game in, but partially because I know that uh, the, the, la- <laughs> the closing minutes of the convention, a lot of the booth owners don't want to take this crap home. Right, like, yeah. a, a lot of them are just like, here, take this, take this. Like that's mm-hmm. that's when you get your free stuff. Right now, the coupon was like, hey, play a game of First Blood Edition Two. You get some minis. And by the way, I thought it was just gonna be like a like a pack of one minis, 
They gave one right, of their like boxes a, of 12 minis for that that coupon. The that, legitimate, like, warband of something. You have it. Of course you have it. You better have it. Oh, yeah, that's a box. All right, yeah, so Brent's holding well, up, holding like up the box. 12 hold things, yeah. which is like an elite unit. It's like a 40 or $50 box, depending on... Yeah, yeah. So Now I'm, like, more sad that I didn't go. <laughs> like, even more now? Thank you. Thank you. I'm... <laughs> Uh, so, and, and this was just if you're like, yeah, let's see what this coupon is good for. Let's let's test out this coupon. Sure. Give it a give it a test drive. Yeah. Turns out that was a pretty good coupon. Turns out that, that's you know, good. Conquest is doing work there. Mm-hmm. But big brain, I get my demo at uh, like like three forty seven on Sunday afternoon. Right. Vendor hall closes at four. I get two boxes. You got two two boxes, boxes of them Dweg Homes. Now one box of Dweg Home, one box of Nords. I got Nord stalkers. Uh, mm. What you gonna do with them Nords? I'm gonna put them together and be like, hey, look at these conquest minis. I'm gonna share <laughs> that knowledge with the world. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. And look, I I you know, I was hanging out with my my teammate and my two mm-hmm. opponents from that test game. And all of them got two boxes. You know, th- this is me just acting like a normie. And, right, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But look, if I, if I, uh, you know, pulled out my YouTuber card, I probably could have gotten two boxes one way or the other, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I didn't have to. And, it, and it's fun to get it the honest way. The honest, the honest way, way of making the, sure that you the go there way possible. at 347 <laughs> and look at them awkwardly until they give you a second box. That's right. how it works. <laughs> to go away so they can yeah. pack up the rest. And you stand oh, there on. and we, we you got don't leave for you. until they give you a second box. <laughs> and if they give you two boxes of Nords, you say, yeah, you got anything else? And then they give you a box of Dwegholm. Yeah, that's right, how that works. right. You, you play the that card like, well, you know, I love your game, and uh, I am a Dweg home player. Mm-hmm. So you know, got any of that for free? <laughs> the last minute switch, <laughs> and I think I am a Dweg home player. I do think I am a Dweg home player. Right, right. I mean, I think that's a good choice. Uh, if you don't know Dwayne Home or the uh, like the Dwarven race in Conquest, they're pretty sweet. Yeah. Although that that might be my faction for the block for the blocks of of units. The dwarves fit mm-hmm. really nicely into those regiments. They do look and, good that way, yeah. And one of the reasons I don't really like the the orcs for Conquest Last Argument of Kings is because the orcs are so big that they don't fit into the blocks very well. Mm-hmm. The models are 38 millimeter scale, and the orcs are a little mm-hmm. bit oversized. They've got some dynamic posing. So even though the ba- bases are pretty big, they're not big enough. And right. <laughs> you have all the problems of Warhammer Fantasy all over again of those Skaven mm-hmm. just do not fit together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But it's a good old days, yeah. Yeah, the the conquest first blood is the skirmish game where you take the models out of the blocks, they're on their circular bases, they've just got kind of the loose unit cohesion as as a skirmish unit. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, then the then the bigger model size, that don't matter so much. Get those beautiful orc models. Oh, that's, that's great, good. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and a bigger model like that, I mean, you, it lends itself to like 
doing fun things with painting and then having a skirmish war band makes a little more sense put some time into like that yeah it just appeals to me like on many levels so i'm i've been looking forward to their skirmish thing i know that they tried and it didn't go over well and this is why it's now the second iteration Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and uh i think you were telling me the other day it's it's uh alternating activations or it's the card thing the card stack activations like both okay yeah Yeah, sure again at the start of each game around each player takes the the unit cards for their force or whatever and orders them in a stack and the way it works is you go back and forth flipping over a card which you have ordered for your side and so like Mm -hmm. you decide that uh yeah, your ranged unit is going to go first, then your infantry unit, then your lord, or whatever. Right. And depending on on how much your opponent has, has tried to outthink you and outdo you, maybe that's a really good order for you to activate, or maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe they've killed your lord before the, your lord gets <laughs> to activate. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I like that's a It's a good mechanic. It keeps things like fresh every time you play i think so yeah yeah i'm definitely looking forward to uh to doing that you know i tried to buy conquest models i mean both you and i tried to buy that starter kit from that trains with a z on mm-hmm. ebay and then both got screwed over and uh so what was the name again know, trains with a z trains that's right trains yeah with yeah, a yeah. Z. yeah. <laughs> trains with a z uh yeah um so i would have had a nice good starter set for a good price and now i'm just sitting with nothing i got no conquest yeah. none of it yeah well, so let's, let's so, take yeah. a little break what have you been up to casey what have you been doing at home do you have a well yeah not not like a week? ton right yeah yeah i mean it was, it's been a good week it's been a good week uh i've been painting uh i've been painting a really old second edition warhammer space marine um and that's been super fun. It's like mostly pewter, but it, had, it has like the plastic arms and the plastic backpack, but like the metal gun. So it's like really, really shoddy and funky. You know what I'm talking about. That's so bad. It really is. It's so bad. It's like the, the metal body with like plastic monopose arms and then a backpack. But I mean, I put some effort into it. It looks really good, I think. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> uh yeah like i i just been kind of thinking like man I'm, I'm really tired of painting all these like huge projects and armies and start collecting boxes and trying to like push myself to do that in the same amount of time that like would be more appropriate for like a couple of models you know so i thought okay well i'll just take it easy on this this space rain and make something fun and uh you know i even i even painted the base all green and i put little little green little uh, uh, texture on the base, kind of dry brush it with some yellow, you know, like that super classic old 1990 Warhammer look. Yeah, the yellow. So, yeah, the yellow yeah. on top of the goblin green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not goblin green, unfortunately. I don't have any goblin green. I uh, use some whatever the, the green is out of the Pro Krill set. Okay. It's like It's pretty bright. It's a little brighter, I think. Yeah. Then Goblin Green, but it, it's still nice. Like it looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just that's a dumb way to base your models, but it just has that look to it. And I don't know I'm I'm making a video about it. I think uh, 
It's like I, I don't really like Space Marines now, but when I look at like 1990s Space Marines and the Monopose stuff and like Rogue Trader and Second Edition, Third Edition, even like there is something about that that I do like. Like, and I don't know, maybe it's just nostalgia because it's kind of like when I started with Warhammer. It's when I was just being introduced to it. Like that Space Marine felt more iconic, you know, and, and now they're kind of a little bit more generic, which is weird. Um, and, you know, things change, whatever. But the, the old metal models just have a look to them. So um, it was kind of cool. I've never actually painted one of the older ones like that. I have a bunch, um, but I just have never gotten around to it. And finally, like doing that original ultramarine scheme where it's like the instead of gold trim, it's all yellow doing the yellow trim, the yellow Aquila. um, Oh, yeah. Red weapons, you know, red weapons, green base, (laughs) just super bright. Um, Yeah, it was pretty fun. I actually kind of like that. It was I wasn't I wasn't expecting to like get into it as much as I did. I mean, like, went so far as to do, like, freehand on the, the shoulder pads and, you know, like, actually work at it for a while and get the shading on the little ultramarine symbol and it, on the inside of it, a little shadow kind of thing. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Uh, not not a ton, right? Just the one Space Marine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But that's been good. I've been just kind of sitting here feeling sorry for myself not going to <laughs> Uh, Gen Con, so yeah. Should I tell you more about the fun I had this weekend? I mean, you, yeah, you shouldn't, but I want to know anyways, because I want to know like all the all the things that I missed out on and can look forward to next year, hopefully. Okay. Um. Okay. You know. <laughs> so I I saw the guys from Titan Forge and mm-hmm. Titan Forge. I mean, they were a company before this, but recently they've been known as an STL patreon company you know mm-hmm. doing their doing their monthly release bundles of stuff yeah. you can print out and i i really like their style they've got a bunch of cool fantasy miniatures and they've also recently i don't know in the last year plus they've been trying to make a game called Bloodfields. yes i'm familiar with this game yeah and so so with their Patreon releases, they've been releasing like stat blocks for some of their minis. And at first I was like, okay, they're you know releasing uh, some written material to try to increase the value of, of their Patreon subscription. And okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I kind of assumed that the game was, you know, just filler. Right. But, just in case, yeah. you know, it's a reason to paint them or whatever. Yeah. But they were doing demos of their game at Gen Con. And I went down, Mm. I sat down. The models were beautifully painted. I really do like their their sculpting style, so I loved the minis. They're beautifully painted. The game board looked great. Sat down, did a demo game. And you, you know me, I hate learning rules. I don't read, and even when people are telling me the rules, I get like grumpy and it doesn't sink in. <laughs> and yeah, but this mm-hmm. game, Bloodfields, by the second round, I understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. I knew enough to be making tactical decisions. 
There were a couple of interesting mechanics in there. And yeah, it was pretty cool. So uh, the one main mechanic that's that's probably worth talking about is the inspiration tokens. So, mm-hmm. okay, so you have, let's say you have four characters on your side. Every round you get five inspiration tokens. And that's that's almost a, like a command point. It's something you can spend during that round to make the character a little bit better. So they're the, the dice are proprietary. I they're d6. They're d6. But like you have an attack dice, and your opponent has a defense dice, mm-hmm. and so you roll your attack die, and you know there's a clear hit, a clear miss, and there's another one. And one of the faces is inspiration. So an inspiration is a miss unless you spend your inspiration token and then that turns it into a hit. Right. So when you're setting up your tokens for the round, like if you have one character that is going right into the middle of combat, if you, if instead, like one option is to just give each of your characters one inspiration token. So each of your characters can do one kind of special thing during the round. Mm-hmm. Or you can give one character who's in the, the midst of things all of your inspiration tokens so that they're more likely to hit they're more likely to dodge and it's it's kind of fun of being like okay this round this guy needs to do some some business we're gonna, right, we're gonna yeah. put everything on uh orgal the the bear <laughs> man or, or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's fantasy themed so it was like witch hunters against animal people was uh the, the starting nice, set nice. Um, the minis are in CO cast. It is mm-hmm. the soft CO cast, which um, I did buy the starter set, and they're selling a starter set of eight minis with their unit cards for twenty bucks. That's pretty good. That's pretty. That's good. like a fair fair deal. That's pretty good, right? And yeah, and since I knew the guys, they they slipped me a pack <laughs> of the proprietary dice. But you know, don't, pulled out your, don't worry about your that. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that's fine. I see how it is. Yeah. You're you're just YouTube carding all over the place. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I'll that was the I in a think video. that was the only time I used my YouTube card. <laughs> I, I didn't really use it. They they slipped it to me, and and yeah, yeah, and I decided not to ask how much does that cost, and then give them that amount of money. But whatever. Whatever. I mean, uh, realistically, like maybe that cost them like fifty cents. You know, like, yeah, it was, it was fine, like I'm twelve sure. dice. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not... <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I enjoyed my demo game before I decided to buy the starter set, which was before they gave me some free dice. So yeah, exactly, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. No. This makes sense. You spent money, <laughs> and you, we're talking about it right now, right? That's right. <laughs> like, like <laughs> those dice were just a trade. For just conversation. Yep. yep, yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, do you know if they're selling those boxes independently or if they're just at conventions right now? I'm not super sure. Okay. I'm just curious. Maybe they told you. The no, boxes are really nice. So okay. So, like, the, the artwork is they take their renders from the STL Mm-hmm. And they actually do a pretty good job of coloring them in and making them part of some nice bar- box art, which is cool. surprising okay. because uh, WizKids Frameworks just colored in their <laughs> STLs and that box art did not look good. 
<laughs> wow. There's a lot we could say about frameworks. We, even now. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, oh, man. But, but yeah, uh, Titanforge Bloodfields might be the game I was most excited about from, hmm. from okay. this convention. Um, I, I brought some Relic Blade minis. I played Relic Blade. I did enjoy that. My pal Fiverr had read the rule book more recently than I had and really <laughs> helped me along on, uh, on yeah, that yeah, stuff. That. <laughs> um, but in terms of, right, of games yeah. that I discovered for the first time there, Bloodfields, I'm giving that, I'm giving that a, a goober thumbs up. All right. I like that because uh, actually I, I have an entire painted warband that I printed out for Bloodfields because I was like, these models are sweet. So I printed them all out and I have all the stuff for it and I just haven't done anything with it. So heck yeah, it's good to know that the game's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like I, was, I had kind of surprised. Some hopes, I was happy. You know? um, yeah. I also got a demo. Oh, and the, the CO cast, it was the CO cast soft. So right, the less the, awesome CO cast, yeah. Yeah, so so I think they're very durable in terms of, of the mm -hmm. material. And it's cool that they can crank them out for relatively cheap, but yeah, I was looking at it and there's definitely some some mold lines that are going to be annoying to remove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the uh, softer CO cast, it, like, you have to cut away the actual plastic on the model in order to get rid of the mold lines whereas normal plastic and other or the hard co casts which they they kind of switch to for a lot of companies um you can sand it away or, or cut it away normally so right um yeah the soft stuff like it still looks really good but yeah it's it's a pain in, it's a pain yeah, in the it's, ass it's, it's kind of like like pvc minis in terms of mm -hmm. removing mold lines of like you need to slice it you can't scrape it off you can't sand it right. off you need to take a sharp knife and very carefully slice along the <laughs> so you're gonna have a bunch of flat of like geometric edges along something that yeah. doesn't need those it's not great. <laughs> yeah it's not great like well, it's going especially over the knuckles of a hand like you might as well just slice those off like, yeah <laughs> that's not happening twenty dollars yeah. for eight binnies and eight unit cards and and it came with like yeah. tokens you know cardboard tokens and stuff in there sure. too in the starter set so i'm, I'm not feeling too bad about it but right and even even in the the co cast soft like that still feels like i mean if for most games right like the board game miniatures are not that good right so i think that the, this even the co cast is already a step up so I think it's fine. I think it's more of what we're used to on our side of things and better for people who are used to the other side of things on board games. So it's a, it's like an in-between, right? Um, and for 20 bucks, that's sweet. Agreed. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll have to look on their site and see because I wouldn't mind getting a few $20 awesome boxes of that and and going because i mean all the cards and the tokens come on now yeah and we've talked about ceocast before but it was interesting to see how many companies were starting to sell ceocast minis mm -hmm. so uh one of the first things again like this is this is an iceberg of games <laughs> right and your game store is the tip of the iceberg and gen con is the rest of the iceberg except for relic blade 
everybody Except else was, was yeah. there. And yeah, yeah, just walking around, seeing all this stuff that I'd, I'd never seen before or I'd kind of heard before. And one of the first booths I ran into was Galadoria, Galadoria Games, which is all right. uh, a terrain company. And they sell like the two by two tiles and the, you know, two by two walls. And it, it kind of reminiscent of early Dwarven Forge. Mm-hmm. of tiles that you set up to to build a dungeon or, or build a room or a tavern or whatever. And I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. And then I remembered that somebody had told me about this company before, and they're using COCast. Yeah, so uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I made that video of, of showing how to make, you know, like, maybe eight figures, eight infantry-sized figures in a in a single cast of, of that instrument, that injection molding mm-hmm. instrument. But they were saying that they could get eight pretty big tiles into the same mm-hmm. mold. And I just hadn't seen people kind of cast that much material at once before. Yeah, because that is, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, those, are, those tiles would have to be pretty thick that's a lot of plastic yeah but i guess they figured out how to do it and their stuff was looking real good um they sell both painted and unpainted sets of terrain cool cool yeah and and anyway that was just the first one i ran into that was ceocast there was a company called next level miniatures that was just selling buckets of ceocast stuff their broken anvil was there <laughs> um what else? Oh, yeah, the uh, Infinity, uh, Corvus Belly was there. Right, yeah. And so I'm just wandering around. I've got my phone out. I'm taking pictures of their display <laughs> cases. Like, oh, those Infinity models are pretty cool. And then the Spanish man just comes up and says, hey, sit over here. We're playing a game. And he just sits, oh, yeah. Yeah, he sits <laughs> me down. And, and all of a sudden, we're playing War Crow. Oh no. Corvus Belly translated to Warcrow. <laughs> um but it was actually Warcrow Adventures, which I, I didn't even know was a thing, but they're so they're making a fantasy skirmish game. Corvus Belly is the same company that makes Infinity. They're making a fantasy skirmish game called Warcrow. Mm-hmm. But they're also making the dungeon crawler version of this called Warcrow Adventures. Sure, that's what sure. that's what they sat me down to play. And this had a whole bunch of proprietary D8s and it had a bunch of little tokens and it had a companion app that was kind of leading you through the dungeon. And it was it was kinda of late on Saturday and I wasn't grumpy, but I was definitely tired, and so uh, sure, I, sure. I did not understand the instructions of what was going on. <laughs> Even with a companion app, it wasn't telling you everything? Yeah, so okay, so the companion app was pretty cool. It was like, mm-hmm. set up your dungeon tiles like this, put some clue tokens here, and then depending okay. on which character you had and go up to interact with the clue token, it'd be like, okay, here's... You can try to solve this by... Uh, trying to pick the lock, or you can use your strength stat to try to bust the lock open. And depending on your character, you you know, pick how you want to do that. And you're either able to to open up the the chest or the door or whatever, learn a new clue, or you're not. 
And so the app was, the app seemed pretty cool, actually. I was talking mm -hmm. with, with Uncle Adam, and he was like, uh, I don't know about apps, man. Like, apps? So one day, that app's just not going to work anymore, and that's going to be a that's rough day for micro adventures. That's 100% true. Yeah. 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 That's, exact, that's exactly what happens, right? Um, yeah, a lot of games are, are moving toward the app thing, um, which is interesting. I've, I've seen a couple of, of good uses, I think, where... It's like a service that reads it for you and it gives you music and it reads what's, you know, going on, mm -hmm. but it's already in the book. So it's not like you need it, but it's like an extra. Yeah. Um, I, I like that idea because I'm, I'm with Adam on this one. It's like that. That's not going to work. Like at some point your iPhone isn't going to be good enough or by, you know, the other way around, yeah. but it's not going to work anymore. And they're just going to be like, well, nobody buys this. So we're just not going to bother. Right. It's gone. It's gone. Your game is gone. It's not a board game anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. And I and I don't know if they ever plan to print some of that stuff or not. I do not know. I mean, if I they're investing in an app, they're probably yeah. not going to print it. There's just like they're thinking there's no reason we have this app. It's wonderful. It'll be supported for five to seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The I will say, okay, so the, the reason I started talking about this game next is because that they are also doing SEOcast. Right, yeah, which I'm pretty excited about that because it's, that's, I mean, that's a company that's been working in pewter for a long right. time. And like, they make right. really good pewter models and right. now they're moving into more plastic. Like, yes, that's, keep it coming. Yeah. And the minis in this game were outstanding. They looked really, really good. Nice. And, uh. When I when I completed the game, or when actually six o'clock happened, and the, the, <laughs> when they're the, like, the "We got room go. <laughs> shutting down for the day," yeah. <laughs> and, and we very quickly completed the game. They uh -huh. they gave me they gave each of us uh, one of the enemy figures, and yeah, it's a Seacast model with a lot of detail. It says Kickstarter for for War Crow coming out in uh, okay. October or whatever it says. Oh, see, you know. I'm just that that's another thing that I'll be into I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> so stupid <work> yeah, <laughs> I, Again, I am a bad person to ask when the rules get too complicated, but the game had a lot of proprietary D8s. And and they were color coded, yeah. but there there were a lot of them and I was confused. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. So let me let me try to remember what it was. There was like a yellow D eight <laughs> and a red and and an orange and they, there was a black one and really I think there were like five or six different colors of D eights, and I think they all had the same symbols on them in different ratios. Oh sure, that's weird. Though. So so it was like okay, like if you I don't know spend some sort of point, you can upgrade one of your yellow di so dice like, to an orange dice, so that when you uh, roll, you have a better chance sure, of success. Sure, sure, sure. Something like that. Isn't that how like uh, was that the X Wing game works? There's there's definitely a Star Wars game that works like right, that. Right, that that yeah. works like that. Yeah, you get like an extra like green dice or an extra black dice or something. Yeah, I think it's. I think it might be the the RPG, like a Star Wars RPG that works like that, that I played oh, once be, yeah. at Gen Con yeah, three is. years ago, I think. It is, yeah. 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 I, I, I remember, you're right, yeah. But yeah, so, so with this Warcrow game, like the faces of the die did not make a lot of sense to me, and maybe I missed right. the explanation, but 
Okay, so going back to Titanforge Bloodfields, the attack dice has like a sword on it, and that means you hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the defense dice has a shield on it, which means you block. Like I like those like, kind, yeah. like reasonable things. Yeah. War Crow Adventures has a filled in star, has oh, no. the outline of a star, has a filled in <laughs> exclamation point, has the outline of an exclamation point, has right like combinations of those two things on some faces. And so, yeah, again, maybe if I gotten a little more explanation and like I was, I was, my mind was working better. I wasn't so tired. I would get it, but it was, yeah, the guy's like, okay, roll two <laughs> yellows and an orange to attack. And I'm like, okay, I rolled two yellows and an orange and sure. I get like a filled star, an empty star, two exclamation points and the guy's like, that was a really good roll. And, and you're like, like I, I don't know what's like, happening. Like, hey, I'll take your word for it, man. <laughs> oh, no. Like, yay me. Uh, yeah, I'm winning. That's, that's actually, that's disappointing. That's yeah. disappointing to hear. Because, like, I, I mean, like, I get the idea of proprietary stuff. But at, at a certain point, like, when it comes to things that are just familiar to, to playing games, you start changing it too much. And now you're just in a hole. Right. You have to like, like, how do you off the top of your head just know what's good and what's bad? Right. It's like, I know a six is good and I know a one is bad. And if and if you're you're doing that Unless on the dice, conquest, I mean, conquest, in which case it's the opposite which case for the no opposite. good reason. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that that's another weird uh, like that's for no reason. Right. It's just because it's different. But I guess that's the point, though. It's like it's because it's different, because they're trying to stand out. It's like you're just confusing people, and it's it's unnecessary. Like, we can read numbers. We we understand that, right? I can read a dice without having to think about it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, in a dice game where you're rolling lots of dice, it should be as clear as possible all the time. Like, like a little sword and a little shield makes sense. Sure. Right? I can't deal with that. If anything, if your percentages are broken down into like, oh, well, this D6 is actually a D3 because there's two of each thing. It's 33% for each thing. Or, you know, they change that slightly so that you have one way or the other. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just your, uh, the way that you take in rules. Like, I think that would confuse me too. I don't think that's just you, probably. Well, the that particular game, um, there was a there was a young man, like maybe like a teenager, who was there with what I what I think was his his father. But there were, there were four of us there at the table, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys was doing a pretty good job of of seeming active and engaged, and I was I was doing my best to pretend, but I wasn't I wasn't quite in it. I was I was just like looking at the awesome minis and and doing what the guy told me to. <laughs> right. And, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you just got a really good yeah. roll. Like, it's sweet. Like, good. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Did I win? <laughs> Killing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the teenager was was definitely starting to wander. Um, yeah, he's but, he's yeah. That's not yeah. that's not a good sign, right? Like. Right. If you're not catching people in that that first few rolls, right, then it's that's not going far. Yeah, but uh, but, but I, I am definitely yeah. curious about um, the non dungeon crawler version. Like I'm I'm curious to see what just the regular version of Warcrow looks like. 
Mm-hmm. And again, the minis are stunning. I paint way more than I play anyway, so I right, uh, yeah. I'm still interested. One way or the other, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean that's that's why I would go for the Kickstarter anyways. I mean, they make really good models already, and I think like I said, moving into plastic, you know, they're going to open up some possibilities and and do some even cooler things. So like jumping in on a Kickstarter like that seems worth it. And if the game's good, then great, you know. That's there cool. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and I bought um some Humblewood minis. They're very cute. They're, they're, this is an owl. He has a sword and a shield and a little helmet, and he's an owl. That'll do it. Yeah. And this is, so- this is a rooster. <laughs> My rooster has like a mage staff that has butterflies on it. Okay. And he's got little clothes and like a, a, a cape. <laughs> and there's a mouse around here, and he's a thief. And this is a kenku. Um, oh, okay. I've heard I, of I did a pretty good job of not buying too many things, but I got some Humblewood minis. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got Bloodfield. <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, small minis or whatever. That's, I mean, got, that's got, fine. Got a couple of samples. Yeah. My my luggage was doing real good until yeah. about 3.57 <laughs> on Sunday, in which case Conquest loaded me up. and uh, Yeah, I bet, yeah, too. Just, just barely crammed that all into my, my yeah. carry-on. Yeah. Yeah, when we were at Adepticon, I felt like I I restrained myself well, right? Like mm-hmm. I came home with a a thick rule book that fit in my backpack, and you know the the relic blade stuff, and then like some minis that I just dumped in there. No boxes. That felt good. But like, yeah, you're talking about this iceberg, right? Like, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> there is so much stuff, and. A lot of it's just like, oh, haven't heard of this. Hey, who are you guys? And they're like, you're, you're Goobertown Hobbies. I, I, hey, hey, wh- who are you? What is this? What is this dragon? This dragon is awesome. Yeah. Um. There was Mythic Americas, which is uh, actually not a Warlord Games, but they would, I think they're distributed by Warlord Games. Okay. So we we saw that at Gamma, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is like the the Incas versus the Mayans versus the Inuits. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a various tribes or regions of of Native Americans plus some mythic beasts that that come from some of the the stories and traditions. Yeah. And those models are really cool. I think they're a mix of resin and metal, which is okay. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But there's a there's a lot of really cool minis there, and uh, they had a a larger display than a lot of these small companies. Um, there was a there was a Free Blades booth, and Free Blades is apparently somewhat near future switching from metal to CoCast. So yeah, that'll be sense. cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, what else? <laughs> I saw, I saw the the Dwarven Forge guy, uh, Stefan uh, Picorni. Stefan, yeah. the the Dwarvenot, like the, the the actual the Dwarvenot himself. Yeah, the the king of of <laughs> the Dwarven Forge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like and, the most eccentric D and D player I've ever seen. 
this so sometimes people ask me what is a goober and and I respond either a goober is a funny peanut or a goober is an affable nerd like <laughs> yeah. um very very nerdy but friendly and creative uh Stefan Picorni is a quintessential a goober like if okay. you, what is a goober <laughs> the the dwarven forge guy like is a <laughs> goober watch that movie yeah and it is pretty funny because because Dwarven Forge like they have a, a social media team and they're they're active in in creating content they they stream on Twitch and stuff and the they have a a guy with a mohawk I think his name is is Nate does a lot of their content mm -hmm. um and and I think he's the one that's out there the most. But they keep uh, Stefan kind of in the back, like he's the big guns. That <laughs> he's they just, the, they, the mad genius behind right. the curtain. When, kind when of they thing, need yeah. a man to just, just <laughs> ramble about fantasy games, uh, just oh, man, yeah, just just extreme passion and and love for D and D, and just the mind in the clouds, like the mm -hmm. perfect goober. And anyway, I met right. this guy, and this was. This was my uh, big like fan moment of of meeting somebody from the internet that I've always wanted to meet, and so <laughs> right, that was yeah. that was fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, so the way that I'm I'm thinking about this is like that that monster truck game had their monster truck, mm -hmm. and and they they pull this dude out at Gen Con when they need that same kind of like energy, right? Like right, 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 he right. is their monster truck, and he's yeah. like getting people in. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, that's like, cool though. Like, uh, look at this. It's a mountain and there's a cave in the mountain. And what's <laughs> this guy doing? Like, ah, oh, this oh, is fantasy yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could be doing anything in there. Like he could be. Could be. This guy is brilliant. <laughs> he's a great artist. He's and he's just totally mind in the clouds goober. Like amazing. Yeah. What a way to live, man. Right? Like yeah. That that he, I mean, because like, realistically, when when they were doing that stuff, it was not the best time to be doing that stuff. No, like Dwarven Forge is is I don't know, it's a, like an amazing success story, and also just came at the exact right moment in time for this like renaissance of mm -hmm. of tabletop and D and D and stuff. So you know, good for him, you know. Right like on. getting out there and, and doing it and now he's just that dude all the time he doesn't have to go work at the bank and pretend you know yeah. like there aren't goblins in your bank account he's just like yes yeah. yeah i will help you with your bank monies no he's yeah. he's himself all the time yeah i actually met him for the first time i was hanging out with the the guys who put together this this awesome kings of war board Mm -hmm. So I was hanging out with two guys, one guy who had pretty much painted all the minis and the other guy had pretty much done all the terrain. And I was just mm -hmm. sitting between the two and, and talked to him about this and that. And uh, then, yeah, Stefan comes up and starts taking pictures. I think it was like live streaming, just walking around <laughs> to Facebook. <laughs> sure. And I didn't even Why realize not? it at the time, but he's just like pointing his camera at things and, and talking slash rambling. It's just like, sure. oh, did you guys do this? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? Like, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was fun. 
And that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah I, again, as this is my first time going to this event where I've been like a recognizable YouTuber. So three years ago, Goobertown Hobbies had like 15,000 subscribers. And over the course of four days, three, you know, people from the crowd picked me out and said hi, which was cool. Um, mm -hmm. This time it was a lot more than that. People were asking for selfies and stuff. And uh, some people, and like a lot of people at the booths recognized me, which was fun. Um, but it was also fun when people didn't recognize me, which is like a, a silly thing to say, but um, that's that's still the the weird ongoing joke. Yeah, anyways. it's it's just funny. Yeah, so the at this point in time, if you want to learn about SEOcast, my SEOcast video is the video on the internet with the most views. So mm -hmm. it was it was fun talking to these companies that are like you know oh we have this new right trying and a lot to, of them to tell it you resin how it works because it, it's co res is one of the like branding terms for the the co cast plastic right yeah and it it is not <laughs> well I mean technically yes it's it's a resin but uh, I mean, it kind of gives the wrong impression if you call it that like yeah yeah it's uh it's it's it, More like just plastic injection yeah, it's, molding, it's right? Like injection molded thermoplastic instead of like two part mixing resin. Right. It, one is poisonous <laughs> and one is literally non toxic. <laughs> it just it just gives a different impression to it, and so yeah. it was it was kind of fun to you know have the have the people at the booths be like, oh yeah, this is this is a special type of plastic, probably haven't heard of it before. It's yeah, this is a special <laughs> type of resin. It's got these properties. You're like, like, tell oh, me I, more. I, yeah. I, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think the I think the funnest moment of and again, not that everybody in the world should know who Goobertown Hobbies was, but there was no. there was a YouTuber, like a board game YouTuber, um, nights around a table. Who is doing kind of man on the street interviews of just pulling people aside? You know, our friend uh, Danny from 3D Printed Tabletop has done a couple of these videos, but he's just pulling people aside and asking them questions about board games. What's your favorite board game? Citadels. Uh, you know what? Uh, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you in a board game? Like, who would you want to play a board game with? Just you know, like. Uh, kind of a standard slate of interview questions to get some interesting responses. He's going to divvy that up into a couple of YouTube videos. And we were talking and, and, you know, I mentioned that, you know, these are, these are my favorite board games, but really I do play more miniature games and more than that, I'm actually a painter. And this is pretty funny with this guy's like, Oh, have you heard of speed paints? Like army painter speed paints? <laughs> have you heard of them, Brent? Uh, and, and again, that's, um, Kind of the other thing where Goobertown Hobbies has the the video with the most views is for Army Painter Speed Paints, and so I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, I've I've heard of them. I, you know, I actually have a YouTube channel, and and I did a video on these, and you, you can look it up later. But that was yeah. that was fun. So <laughs> <laughs> it feels almost mean. <laughs> You're just like, oh, you know, you you'll you'll see it. I'm sure if you just type that in, you'll be fine. Like I think, no, it doesn't have like a million views or anything. I think I, it's, it's no I think big I deal. Did the perfect middle ground of of right, acknowledging right. that yes, I know what it is. In fact, I've done a video on it, and and I know them fairly well. 
and um yeah d- directed him yeah, to go yeah. find it without being like you don't know you, you don't know you know it's right like, right <laughs> it's like you're you're being nice uh-huh. but it's but it's kind of a dick move right no. at the same time because <laughs> you're just like yeah yeah you'll see you'll, you'll be yeah, fine yeah. <laughs> it's literally the the largest farthest reaching speed paint video yeah and indeed the video with the most views that has the word contrast paint in the title too which is a, which right, is a whole exactly. other thing Exactly. Yeah, Which, the, you know, and, and if you came at him like that, you're just like, well, don't you know? <laughs> you know, obviously that's that's not great. It's not great. <laughs> like that's that's worse. So I, I'm with you on the, the, the approach. But, you know, I mean, you're burying the lead a little bit. Like he's yeah. going to get home and be like, oh, my God. Like, he's probably watched that video and been like, oh, these speed paints look pretty cool. And then forgot. Yeah. Right? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I figure sometime <laughs> in the next week or two, he's going to you know, get all this uploaded to his computer and start to try to edit out a couple of videos to, to post on nights around a table, uh, mm-hmm. sp- like Spill nights, like day and night. Yeah. And yeah. I had to, I, he, he turned around so I could read the back of his t-shirt so I could mm-hmm. understand because it's a play on words and it's, uh, yeah. homonyms, synonyms, homonyms. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, so yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, I think his name was Ryan. He seemed like a great guy. Uh, I I enjoyed the interview, so I've, I should probably check out Nights Around a Table. I, I, I mean, I, I, I yeah. spelled it wrong, and I st- it still came up, so it's fine. But um, I subbed, and I'm waiting for that video so I can be like, that's Goober Town! <laughs> and just, just start spamming that's the comments. It. Yeah. Literally, yeah. That's, yeah. that's I'm 100% going to do that. I want I want <laughs> that to happen. So, uh, yeah, do that. Um. Let's see what else. Oh, I was I was just getting a little bit of B roll of like uh, shooting some of the booths and, and some of the crowds, and then just Uncle Adam wanders across one of my shots. And I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, oh, it's Adam. All right, <laughs> he didn't notice me, but I was like, who's who's screwing up this shot? Because oh, uh, it's even better yeah. that it's that it's him screwing it up and not realizing yeah. it. And, and I turn off the camera like, like oh, that's, that's Adam. Like, hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how qu- how quick did you end up finding him out of the you know fifty thousand people? Actually, very fast. And so, yeah. I mean, he's pretty recognizable and tall. So, sure, there's that. Um, but also, it was just luck. Like, I tried, I tried to start at one corner of the vendor hall and work my way through an order. But yeah, man, just the the second booth was CO cast. Like, like, mm-hmm. and it just immediately got sidetracked. Like, it's Alejandro. I've talked to this guy on Skype. I haven't met him in person yet. We hugged it out. Right. And, like, and then <laughs> spent 15 minutes talking to him. The next booth was was selling pins and stuff, which, you know, I, I would normally move past pretty quickly. It's just not my personal interest. They're beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but but Uncle Adam is there looking for a pin for his jacket. So just like, oh, there's there's Adam. <laughs> the next booth was, quick, was yeah. Crocodile Games, so it was just I, I was moving well, you so have to stop there, yeah. so slow through this convention hall that the the second day I just almost walked in at random and then just just zigzagged <laughs> direction. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> at a certain point, you just you're not going to visit 600 booths and spend time at each one. So yeah, time's limited, man. That's and that's insane. Like. I mean, this this thing is what like four days, three days. It's four days. Remember. It's four days. Yeah, Sunday's I mean, a bit of a short day, uh, but it's it's four days. 
still 600 booths in four days there's no and that's way. and that's just the vendor hall there's there's the You're right there's yeah. the game hall next door which is just as big there's all the little rooms of painting classes and uh, like D D games and all that stuff um there's there's an auction going on almost all the time of just like the auctioneer will be like i have white dwarf 53 and 57 and i start the bid at ten dollars and and like that's going on for like 14 hours a day uh, every day really um yeah hmm. there's there's a consignment shop there were there were panels i i think i think ra salvatore was there for the, the, the man who made drizzt <laughs> I, I didn't see him yeah i ran into uncle didn't adam didn't see ra salvatore like, yeah I mean that's that's kind of cool though. I suppose he that makes sense. Like out of at most conventions, that seems like the one he'd probably go to. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they try to get at least one big name, you know, for 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 this sure. sort of thing. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You give Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. You get R. A. Salvatore. You got your uh, I don't know Richard A. Knack. You got your yeah. um could have had themselves a goober town. Mm-hmm. JJ Anderson? Something Anderson. I don't know. Look. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter at all. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> Ari Salvatore, the only one. That's fine. We got that. <laughs> uh saw Vince, he seemed busy. Blinstall yeah, he also and pending won Duff, a bunch they of were awards there. too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, what else we got? Oh yeah. <laughs> I did the I did the speed painting thing again. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Two dollars forty five minutes. Mini you've never seen before. The worst brush. Two of the worst brushes you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> oh man. Twelve. Were they like paints. previously used too? You like you're. There's no way you're gonna put those in your mouth to like sharpen the tip or anything. Yeah, I was wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, I suppose if that's the way that you're gonna get it. That's the way you're gonna get it. <laughs> it actually, it actually helps for that sort of thing. It reminds you not you're to be like, sticking this oh, crap yeah, in your mouth. I'm not gonna. <laughs> See, and I would have just first thing like drop that mask and then like COVID right in my Dude, mouth. Dude, if you like, oh. if you got COVID because you stuck a nasty brush and got <laughs> ten other people had used that day in your mouth, right, and done you the same it. thing. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, but it probably would have happened, right? Like I wouldn't have even thought about it. Yeah, because yes. like I can't, I can't paint with a jank brush. Like, come on, I don't care if it's speed painting, like. Part of the point of speed painting is so that you do a decent job in a short amount of time because you have the right tools and you, anyway, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. So you didn't lick the brush. That's good. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, pulled, uh, the, the, so signed up for like a qualifying match. It was a Reaper minis. It was a, it was a metal mini. It was a qualifier match mm. and a couple of the, the Goobertown Discord people were there, and actually, we we got first, second, and third, and I, nice. I was second, and I was the only one of of the three of us who could make it to the the finals round on Sunday. Um, oh, sure, but, that's cool though. Yeah, went to the went to the finals round, and I think there were twelve of us. We had an hour to paint a, a dwarf from Reaper. And I, I pulled out third place. Like I got lucky to get third place. The the judging was very quick. Um, yeah, it was it was an okay paint job, but 
first and second were very good for an hour of painting. Mine was like, yeah, I basically finished it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) um, That's cool, though. You got third. Yeah, I felt good about that. And somewhere around here. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not particularly high stakes like even even if you you advance to the final round you you place in the final round winner uh got to pick three blisters from reaper bones second place got to pick two blisters from reaper bones and third place got the remaining blister from reaper bones it's a it's a skull (laughs) that goes on a pedestal i think So. so you got your two dollars back no, I did not get my two. But <laughs> to be fair, I did get two nice metal minis from from Reaper. Oh, I suppose yeah. yeah, you did. You did end up with those too. So okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. you're like up by three dollars. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. I I got this this cat with an orb. That's get yeah, cat's pretty cool. I got. I this, like that. Yeah. This dwarven cleric. I mean, that's pretty cool too. So uh, yeah. Yeah. No. All all in all, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, now the and third place is not bad man not bad at all the the first year i went to gen con i did a couple of those speed painting events and i loved it and mm. so the second time i went to gen con i signed up for a lot of them <laughs> like four or five of them and oh, after a while goodness. like okay i, I understand like what this is this four is, or five hours of I, painting, did, yeah. I don't need to fly to indiana to do this or you know right um, yeah but yeah, I think signing up for one or maybe two speed paints each year is fun. It's it's a fun thing to do. It's the the, seems the like a good moment time. where they reveal the mini that you'll be painting for the next forty five minutes is a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. you got like thirty seconds before the timer starts to be like, oh, oh man, what, what the heck is this? What what colors am I gonna try to use? How am I gonna? You know, get a base coat on there and try to do something fun mm-hmm. and spicy with it. Yeah, it's uh, enjoyable. It sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You should. That, that feels like a like a party thing that you do. Like you have friends over. You're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna speed paint. We're gonna do this thing. You get 45 minutes, whatever. Like that sounds like a cool thing to just do. You know. Yeah. Also, trick tricking your friends into painting war bands for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or everybody gets a skeleton. Now I have a skeleton <laughs> army. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh what else? Oh, you wanna just just real quick, like one of the ways oh, to yeah. try to navigate around in the vendor hall is this coupon book. You mm-hmm. pick up mm-hmm. your program, your convention program, you pick up your convention coupon book. Yeah. And you go around and um a lot of it's a lot of it's like you buy the core game, you get this mini expansion free, or go to this booth, you get a free dice that has branding on the six or maybe the one or, or both. one of the years definitely both. <laughs> <laughs> like the most worthless the most like, worthless dice ever created. Yeah. Like you missed the point of dice, they, didn't you? <laughs> they printed fifty thousand of these dice that will never be used by anyone. Like it is sit impossible. In dice bags and, and oh. cause confusion for many years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um what a bummer. <laughs> 
I looked up I looked up the coupon for Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Go to the Warhammer booth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get a free month of Warhammer Plus. Put in your credit card information and get a free month of Warhammer Plus. That's it. It's it's interesting to see that they use these like unique marketing opportunities always to push Warhammer Plus. Like that yeah. was that was the case when we were at, at Gamma also, which is was that convention mm-hmm. basically yeah. for game store owners to meet game companies. And we we sat in on the Warhammer trying to talk to game store owners, and they used that opportunity to try to tell That's game true. store owners to subscribe to Warhammer Plus to put that on in the background of their stores, which yeah is not necessarily legal in most places. It's, it's not, and is also it's definitely not. Like, why would you want the two-hour loop of Warhammer Plus to be on in your store at all times? Like, it's, it's, I don't get it. Right, you might do it like once. Yeah, that that's it. <laughs> yeah, by by yeah, the time honestly, you get that was to like weirder. Wednesday yeah. of the first week, you're you're up. well. First of you all, you want already your credit card content. information back. Is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I haven't I haven't actually logged in in shit like seven or eight months i don't even know i'm just waiting for that mini and i keep seeing that people are getting theirs yeah, i don't know where the hell think, mine is i think i need to log in again to make sure that i put my shipping address in there and everything oh uh, maybe and like i'm, I'm sure there's like a box i need to check to be like yes please do send me this mini before like some <laughs> yeah because they have a, some extra box oh my god either. that's uh, all right anyway, yeah because I, I wanted that yeah. uh whatever anyway it's just <laughs> it's interesting to see like like the the coupon book it is it is your one chance a year to promote something that you you really want to hype up or or something interesting and it's it's interesting to see games workshop continuing to use these little opportunities for warhammer Mm -hmm. plus um i mean are they just playing catch up do you think I don't know. I, Are they like, like trying to justify something? Six, right. Because it feels weird. Six months ago, when they did their kind of half year investor report, they reported the number of viewers on Warhammer Plus, and it was 2 million viewers across all of their episodes, which is not great. Um, oh, two million like total views or people who are oh, subscribed. Views. It was views. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's really not good. And they had a they had an investor report come out like a week or two ago, and I skimmed through it and I did not see any mention whatsoever of views on on Warhammer yeah. Plus. And then you see stuff no, like mean, that, at, and you're just I don't know. At no, that point, no behind the scenes information here, but just uh, kind of reading behind the lines. Um, Maybe we should log in, Casey. Maybe we should log in, give them a few views. Like, might as well. Couple couldn't hurt. Uh, might as well catch up, anyways, right? And see what's going on, and yeah. if anything has changed, I don't know if catch it has. It up, catch up before it all goes up for free on YouTube. That's yeah. well, that's the thing, right? So two million views over six months. I like their YouTube channel does better than that in like a month. Yeah, uh, yeah. So realistically. You should have just put it up on YouTube, and you would have made more money. Hey, I'm not a businessman, you know. <laughs> I 
I mean, they might not have made more money if they're charging, you know, a subscription service every month, but even then, they like they could have introduced put the product behind, to new uh, customers. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Instead of putting it behind a paywall, yeah. But, but anyway, lots of different things. Not the point of this. Not this the point discussion. of this. It, 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 <laughs> this was just me flipping through the coupon book, reading that, and being like, huh. and then uh, I you know, flip to the next right. coupon, but. Well, and you got some, what, Conquest is giving out free Conquest yeah. models. Heck yeah, that's, com- yeah. That is an excellent compare and contrast. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah, I got my, my Dwegholm hold things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really need to, uh, I'm, I'm going to get those Old Dominion. That's that's what I'm about. Old Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. All the, like, skelly, skeleton guys and the the cool, like, robed looking priestly guys ah, it just looks yeah. cool yeah it's like undead roman legions plus some ghosts yes. and stuff this is good yeah. stuff it's real good I like stuff it. i do like it yeah so we're gonna eventually play some conquest maybe some some first blood two whatever i do have a problem with that but you mm-hmm. know the whole naming convention thing like come on guys mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll get there i think that'll be pretty cool uh, in the meantime, I think that we definitely need to do some tabletop simulator relic blade since you now some probably know how to play, <laughs> right? You know how? Yeah, Fiverr got you. Thank you, Fiverr, for instructing me on how to play. Uh, the one time I read the rule book six months ago mm-hmm. did come back to me a little bit, and I remember right. that I do like the rule set for relic blade. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, and then in the meantime, maybe more blood fields. Yeah. Heck yeah. Man, all these things sound pretty exciting. I mean, I assume you had a good time. Had a great time. And yeah, no, a convention is just a wonderful way to to kind of jazz yourself up for the hobby, get reinvigorated, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, learn some new stuff. Uh, Again, just walking into those rooms, you never know who you're going to run into. You never know like what new game is going to pull your attention um every time i've gone to gen con just wandering around you see like a display booth with minis you've never seen before from a company you've maybe heard of maybe you haven't heard of mm-hmm. and it's just yeah it's it, it's like the census of the game industry the the quorum of the game industry is just it's so cool it's it's the rest of the iceberg and i love it and yeah, no, mm-hmm. a game store cannot hold everything. And you know what? I found some 25-year-old packs of Star Wars customizable card game in there. There and you go. I bought five packs of that. Uh, two of them were kind of expensive, $15 each. Nothing good in there. That's a good pack. <laughs> the, I was actually hoping for the the old smell. And oh right, because they, yeah. they definitely had a, a smell twenty five years ago, but one of them just smelled like it had been in a home with a smoker. <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> that's a bummer. It probably yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. And then I yeah. bought three packs that were were four dollars each. The the Jabba's Palace set. Uh, I guess they printed mm. too many of those. I don't know. Um, probably, yeah. But yeah, the the pack openings were were not great. Like to the point where I couldn't. Couldn't even remember where in the pack the rare was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. One of them was like, "Oh yeah, I think I think this alien from the cantina was was actually a rare." Okay, okay all right. 
you know what I think? But nothing. I think I actually money. scuffed my old one up enough that having this this relatively fresh, you know, kind of A grade or it, it was no. not like a like a ten or a nine point five. Is like there's actually a little bit of wear on. It was probably like a like an eight eight point five. Uh, or, you <laughs> it's know, been right in someone's rating. closet yeah. with stuff yeah. being tossed on it every other day. Smelled yeah. like cigarettes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not going to be graded highly. Like um, this is not sought after at all. But yeah, uh, yeah, one of the last packs I opened, Jabba's Palace. There, the very last card, Bib Fortuna. You know, just not coming bad. in to save the day. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Is he worth anything? Oh, these are Other worth than anything. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, okay. <laughs> I think you get a Darth Vader or a Luke Skywalker might be worth 20 bucks, but it's not. None That's of these not are worth bad anything. for an old game. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, like because Pokemon cards are worth like stupid money now. Sure, 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 sure. Like I have a binder that I'm still like, maybe <laughs> I should just bring this to someone. <laughs> I think it's worth a couple thousand dollars. Maybe. <laughs> like, sure. Uh, yeah. Look up a few of those on eBay. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, look... One of the cool things about this convention is if I looked hard enough, I probably could have found the room where nerds were playing this 25-year-old card game. Right, yeah. And I think they really do have an event or maybe even a mini tournament there. Just, just That that would have been interesting. Maybe you should look into that for next time and just like bring, bring some of your uh, bring some of your I don't know, stuff. man. Like, when I was 11 yeah. years old, I won a Star Wars customizable card game tournament of, of like 20 players. And I felt right. pretty good about that. Got my name and my deck list and Scry Magazine. That was that was a big deal for little Brent. That is cool. But yeah. if I go to a uh, tournament now, the people in that tournament, only the most, hardcore most of them people. will have been playing for the past 20 years. <laughs> And I don't think yeah. that would be very fun, honestly. No, no, no. The, the meta has changed. Right? Yeah, the meta has changed. Even, even... <laughs> the... Yeah. I, I don't know about the six Tarkin deck, you know? like I Yeah, I, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. No, it's yeah. not viable anymore. <laughs> six Tarkin deck is not viable yeah. anymore. Twelve Bib Fortunas and a Leia. That's what you get. <laughs> Oh my god! No, I still I'm, I'm I think that'd be pretty funny to remember how to activate my force pile, and these guys are just going to be playing solitaire over there. Yeah, with right. Their, you know, <laughs> yeah. Putting their Tarkins back into the reserve deck, and, oh you know, drawing god. Tarkin battle destinies, and yeah, getting their <sighs> getting their yeah, Tarkin Vader packs, combos going. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I never never played though. And I think yeah. some of these might just be too late, you know. I probably I yeah I'm not gonna spend you know 15 bucks on a pack and be like uh, <laughs> I don't know what's I going think on. you can spend 15 bucks on like a thousand cards if you want to on eBay oh I'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. and in that case like that's like I did that once um what was it the World of Warcraft card game oh sure the TCG yeah like I I bought a lot like I have a tub like a tote filled with card boxes stacked that are filled with cards and decks and they're all there. And like, I've got, I don't know if they're worth anything anymore, but I used to have some pretty nice stuff. I literally never played the game though. And now it's dead. So I don't think mm -hmm. it's worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just ported like some of the good stuff into Hearthstone and then killed it. My, um, my convention buddy, Kat, she is still bitter about that game. 
like really <laughs> yeah but for for the convention like she is a great convention buddy she she organizes everything books the hotels sign us signs us up for a variety of events um she got me to go to jedi yoga she got me to do the orc stomp <laughs> 5k race on friday morning Okay. which in retrospect is a bad idea if you're going to be walking around all day at a convention uh, yeah so yeah let's just do a quick 5k and then yeah. walk another 10 miles but she's <laughs> she's an awesome convention buddy and she's uh yeah at least during convention time very very easy going uh but man you bring up the world of warcraft card game and she gets angry like <laughs> really well just because she put money into that game she enjoyed that sure, game sure. and then they killed it and she's like i've still got my collection of cards i'm not getting rid yeah. of them i'm not giving them the satisfaction but they like and actually it's when it's when i mentioned hearthstone she gets angry she's like i refuse <laughs> right. i absolutely refuse they had a good thing going with the card game and then they killed yeah. it in favor of this stupid online thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it because they're still <laughs> making bank and not printing cards, right? <laughs> so it's like, okay, I see your play. Uh -huh, like that uh -huh. that works. Um, and I mean, I think Hearthstone's a pretty great game, right? Like it it's is. fun. It is. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um, that being said, like, yeah, kind of, I like the, you know, it's like playing magic, right? Like you play it online, you can play it in paper, like paper's just better. And that's probably the same kind of feeling, right? Uh, well, hey, maybe maybe if um, we all room up again next year, mm -hmm. I will bring a deck. Ooh. Yeah, since I don't know how to play at all, but she obviously does. Could be a, a fun... She'd do it. ...one-time use, I bet. Yeah. She'd do it, I yeah. I mean, refusing to play Hearthstone, like, die-harding for this, <laughs> this card game? Like, yeah, I'm sure she'll do it. <laughs> I don't even know her, and I think she'll do it. Hearthstone came out, <laughs> like, like, eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was buying these cards then, and then it died. It was very disappointing. I, I didn't even get a chance. <laughs> like, I literally have thousands of cards, and I've never played this game. It's stupid. So, I wouldn't mind actually just being like, hey... Just show me. Heck yeah. Just show me how to do this. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So what was your what was your favorite thing about the whole event? I'll just say Bloodfields. Sweet. Sweet. I'm down. Yeah. I'm gonna look for more. Got my my warband up here on the wall. A bunch of frogs and fungi. Really cool. Real good. Yeah. Got a big old battle toad thing. It's it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Going to any conventions or anything? Or should we just wrap this up then? <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say. Okay, Casey. I thought we had a system. Okay, you on, know. on that note, Casey's going <laughs> to yeah. go to a convention next week and he's going to carry the, the episode next week. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going to paint a space marine <laughs> this week. I don't know. Yeah. That seems fine. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.